0: The following contest is a first-round match in the Kings of Consoles Tournament to determine the greatest game in the history of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Two games enter, only one can advance. Introducing first, the 86th Seed, a 1988 platformer from Hudson Soft, M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E-C-A-P-A-D-E, and its opponent, the 43rd Seed, A 1990 side-scrolling platformer from Tecmo. Ninja Gaiden 2. The Dark Sword Chaos. Your ringside judges are Ricky Giraldo and Pat Dooley. There's nothing left to say but Round 1. Fight! Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Kings of Consoles. This is the podcast where we try to find the best game for each home video game console by means of giant tournaments. I've uh, caught us 28 weeks into our Nintendo Entertainment System tournament. All of the seeds in this tournament are determined by IGN's list of the 100 greatest NES games of all time. Uh, so today we are talking about number 43, Ninja Gaiden 2, The Dark Sword of Chaos, as it takes on number 86, Mickey Mouse Capade. I'm Pat Dooley. And
1: I'm Ricky Geraldo.
0: And last week, uh, you heard us talk about Super C, the sequel to Contra, as it knocked off Tecmo World Wrestling, uh, which means that Tecmo went 0-2 in the first round of this tournament. And I think those were the only two games they got. So, sorry, Tecmo. Uh, That's no. kind of sad, because they're both really good. <laughs> yeah, they just had rough draws uh, yep. in their first round matchups. Uh, this is a rough draw, but I think... For entirely different reasons uh, this is not one of those where it's going to come down to a coin flip uh this is one of those where we're we're basically picking the lesser of two evils i didn't like either of these
1: i yeah i mean ninja Gaiden's a classic and i like some portions of it but the difficulty just ruins everything yeah.
0: Um, So we always start these episodes by talking about The Underdog, which in this case is Mickey Mousecapade, which is a 1988 platformer developed by Hudson Soft, our friends who made uh, Adventure Island, which we really liked, uh, and published in the States by Capcom, which makes basically every game we've ever liked. Uh, All of the Mega Mans, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, uh, Capcom just makes great games. Uh, Mickey?
1: I'll, I'll be honest, and I try not to be, you know... Favoritism, but Capcom is one of my favorite publisher, like yeah. company, gaming video game companies. So yeah, yeah I was
0: say, <laughs> Capcom that. is a pretty close second for me behind Nintendo. I think, in terms of yeah. like, consistent, I mean, in more modern times, like Naughty Dog and Rocksteady, and you know there have been some really great games coming out of those uh, those houses. But yeah, in terms of the classics, yeah, for me it's Nintendo one, Capcom two, and then i don't know probably konami (laughs) three
1: as we say it here every time we say the word konami yeah super c
0: uh so the story (laughs) in mickey mousecapade uh is actually wildly different between the north american release and the japanese release um in both of them mickey's attempting to save alice uh, in the Japanese version, the game is called Mickey Mouse Adventures in Wonderland, uh, but he honestly spends more time in this game rescuing a kidnapped mini, which we'll get into. Um, most of the differences come in the bosses at the end of the levels. For example, in the North American version, the one we played, the first boss is Witch Hazel, whereas in Japan you fight the Cheshire Cat. Um, the final boss in Japan <laughs> is the Queen of Hearts, as opposed to Maleficent in North America. Same thing with in the States. The fourth boss is Pete, and in Japan it's Captain Hook. Uh, so two very different games, um, but based on the same engine. Um, had you ever played this before? We uh, No,
1: we I've definitely heard of it. I've seen the box art, but no, I've never played it.
0: I had. Um, we had... Um, my mom loves it when i share stories of childhood on this podcast but um (laughs) when i was a kid uh we did rent this once and uh i mean this came out in 1988 so i was five or six uh my younger sister kim would have been you know two or three we were both really 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 young when this came out and for most of the game, there's just this kind of light, airy, poppy music, which is awful. The music in this game is terrible, but it's just this kind of, like, little happy tune. And then, at the end of the first level, you, the music is happy, and then you enter this one room, and all of a sudden, the, the boss music kicks in, and there's a witch on the screen. And that change in music... And then, all of a sudden, rather than it being just tiny little enemies, this giant witch scared the crap out of Kim and me. And we went running out of the room screaming, crying, and never played. Oh again. my god. <laughs> so, this was, you know, that was 32 years ago. And, uh, you know, my. I have now played, you know. Resident Evil and actual <laughs> scary games. <laughs> I'm working my way through Last of Us and Death Stranding. Like you know, Witch Hazel's got nothing on BTS. Um, but uh, that was still <laughs> when I saw that on the list. It was like, oh no, not a, not again. Um, so my biggest issue with the game this time was not horror. Uh, it is that the entire game is an escort mission. Yeah. Where you... I mean, Mini can contribute if you get a certain power-up. Like, Mini will also throw weapons, and so you have two people throwing stuff. But it's just a side-scrolling adventure platformer. But if you... But Mini is always following behind you. So let's say you have to make a jump from one platform to another, if you don't jump far enough onto the second platform to the point where Minnie would land behind you, she will land behind you and fall into, you know, whatever water or endless abyss is behind you, which then kills you. It's not like, you know, if you play as the Ice Climbers in Smash Brothers and Nana gets killed, but you're still playing as Popo, you can keep going, you just only have one. Nope. Mickey dies, too, if Minnie dies. Um,
1: Yeah. So it's basically, if you play Resident Evil 4, (laughs) and you're Leon and you're trying to save Ashley, but she dies, this is the same thing. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I just, Capcom, come on.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, This this is Ashley in Resident Evil 4. This is not Elizabeth in Bioshock Infinite um yeah Minnie is not going around finding you power-ups and hiding from harm like elizabeth did um no she is just walking she's like natalia in the first level of golden eye or second level of golden eye where let me just run into enemy fire now that you've released me from this cell
1: (laughs) yeah i i did not like this game no it's, it's not good ah, this game. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's just, I don't like the way it plays. Because at first, it's, like you said, it's like side-scrolling, and then it goes... I don't know. I just did not like it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's, like... It's kind of Metroidvania, in that you, like... The very first room you start in you need a key to open this door. So you have to go through the level to find the key and then backtrack to get to the door. But along the way, you find another key that opens a different door and you go to another area and get a thing and get a thing and get a thing. Um, And then finally you work your way back to where you started and get out. Um, My biggest problem with it, other than it just not being very fun, is that, in kind of a cool thing you can like hit certain parts of walls in certain areas to find hidden things the problem is the hidden things are all randomized and occasionally and you know how well my luck works with random things um when you hit some of them rather than getting you know an extra life or points or whatever you or a key instead you get a bird that flies out and kidnaps many Which then you have to rescue many, which you can do by either like going in certain doors or finding more of those hidden things in the walls. Now, if you don't have many, every hidden thing will lead you into this room where there are four mini statues and you have to pick one. And if it's many, hooray, you have many back and you can continue on your way if it's not by the way it's totally random it's not you know like oh well it's not in the third one so i gotta go to the fourth one no it randomizes every time so if it was in the first one the first time it may not be the second time or it might be Uh, you've got a one in four chance of guessing it right the odds against it i had to text my dad who is a brilliant scientist and just kind of knows everything science and mathy so i wanted to make sure i was doing this right I basically, at one point, failed to find Minnie 11 times in a row. So I texted my dad to make sure I was doing the math right. And it turns out I was. The odds of guessing, the probability of guessing wrong with a 1 in 4 chance of getting it right 11 times in a row is a little over 4.2%. Meaning it's basically 24 to 1 odds against missing 11 times in a row. But I did, which meant I wasted a lot of time going back into the same room, testing statues, guessing wrong, finding a hidden room, going in, testing a statue, guessing wrong. Over and over and over again. And since we only give ourselves an hour to play the game, I spent a good probably 35 minutes of the hour just guessing where Minnie was.
1: You're a wild man. I did not pay that close attention.
0: <laughs> I did not try
1: to do all that. I well, was like, yeah, no.
0: And it turns out cuz at one point I gave up on her, found the key and went back to the door, opened the door, went through, and it wouldn't let me leave without Minnie. Which meant I then had to go back and find another secret area to guess again. Huh. <sighs> it's just It's really bad. We'll get into how far we made it, but I don't think either of us made it very far. Uh, It's just, it's a really, really, really bad game, which I don't know how on earth it's number 86 on this list. Um, Just as an example of games that it's ahead of, uh, that we have played. um, Yeah, I'd put it ahead of Ice Hockey, because Ice Hockey was almost unplayable for me. Uh, Russian Attack, I would put over this uh, Ninja Turtles, I would put over this. Astinax, I would put over this. Dragon Warrior Three, Mega Man Four, Kickle Cubicle, Little Samson, Skater Die Two, the original Mario Brothers, Section Z, Willow, Uh, Guardian Legend. Like I would put all of those games ahead of Mickey Mouse Capade. I don't know about you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, only one I... to toss up for this... me with is Ice Hockey.
1: This is one of those games where I'm like, they ran out of games, huh? They were just (laughs) IGN was just like, we'll put it here.
0: See, I feel like this was a purely nostalgic pick. Um, Like I'm sure that that, you know some editor played it as a kid. I was like, oh yeah, Mickey Mouse Capade, that was a fun one. No, it's not. Um, It's.
1: (laughs) It's not. I'm trying to see the. You know, it looked good. I thought the graphics, it didn't look terrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. It was a decent (laughs) 8-bit rendering of of Mickey and Minnie.
1: Yeah, that was just the same person. just (laughs) Yeah,
0: as a palette swap with a bow and hair. But I guess I got spoiled because I played a lot of the Super Nintendo Mickey, or not Super Nintendo, the Genesis Mickey games, like World of Illusion or World of Magic and Castle of Illusion. I don't remember the titles of them. But there were some really good Mickey platformers on Genesis. And so it was a... I mean, obviously it was a step back because we are going from 16 to 8-bit. But having played a lot of those as a kid, going back and playing this, I was like, ooh, this is is bad. It's really (laughs) bad. And yes, you know, Elephant in the Room... Ricky and I met and became friends working at Disney World. Like, we, you know... And Ricky still it lives in Central Florida. I, I got out eight years ago. Um, you, you're free. I, I escaped uh, <laughs> to suburban Nashville, uh, which has its own issues. But um, So, you know, I don't want this to be like sour grapes. Like, oh, we hate the Disney game because it's a Disney game. Because we, you know... Yeah no no I mean, it's not that this is just a bad yeah. game like I just talked uh, about a bunch of Super or, uh, Genesis games that I liked that have Mickey in them the like Super Nintendo and Genesis like the Aladdin and Lion King like those games are great yeah there's
1: a lot of Kingdom Hearts Kingdom something. Hearts that yeah. well, I was gonna say that whole
0: series but not that whole series a lot of Kingdom Hearts is really yeah. really good. Epic Mickey was
1: pretty good at the time. So Disney, you know, they do good games. It's just this was not it. This was
0: probably
1: probably their first, you know. I think it might
0: have been their first home console game. 88, I mean, yeah, that's still pretty early. It probably is the first licensed Disney. No, there was. I can't remember if this was before or after it. Uh, Adventures in the Magic Kingdom. Did you ever play that one? No. That's kind of fun, but also frustrating, where you're a kid in the mag- in the Disneyland Magic Kingdom, which I guess at the time was just Disneyland. I guess it's still just Disneyland, right? They don't call it Magic Kingdom. Uh, but right. anyway, so you're in Disneyland, and there are five keys to open the gate to let people into the park but Pete has stolen them and hidden them in different attractions. So you have to go, like, you have to go into the Haunted Mansion, which is, like, a side-scrolling zombie game. Uh, You have to go into Pirates of the Caribbean, which is side-scrolling. You have to go into Space Mountain, which is almost kind of a rhythm-based game, which is kind of fun, where you're, like, just in a spaceship, and then it'll pop up on the screen, like, press right, and you have to turn right quickly, or else you're going to, you know, run into an asteroid or something. Um, and there, are Autopia. Uh, there's a so there's a racing level and then you also there are like trivia questions scattered throughout which gives you the fifth key. So you go like go and you find somebody and they'll ask you a question and if you get it right they'll be like oh I think I saw the key over by you know Thunder Mountain. So you have to go over to Frontierland and talk to the person there and answer their trivia question. So it's 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 fun. It's also, like, the the platforming levels are super hard. Um, but it's way better than this. So it was possible to make good Disney games for NES. They just didn't. They just, did <laughs> they just did it. They just did it. They just chose not to for whatever reason. Um, so uh, the the favored game this week is uh, Ninja Gaiden 2, The Dark Sword of Chaos. Uh, which is a 1990... Oh, hey, look at that. It's a 1990 side-scrolling platformer from Tecmo. I forgot Tecmo. Hey, there you go. Gaiden games. Okay, so they're, they're not back. totally dead. <laughs> <They're> um, <back. laughs> so, obviously, this is the sequel to Ninja Gaiden. It takes place one year after the fall of O An evil emperor named Ashtar plans to use the Dark Sword of Chaos to take over the world, which brings Ryu Hayabusa back into action, and... Uh, thanks to a mysterious American agent who hires him to stop Ashtar. Uh, Nintendo Power called it the 49th best game of all time in 1997. Uh, Wow. You know, IGN has it as uh, number 43 on their list. Uh, EGM has it number 88 on their best games of all time. Uh, And Games Radar has it at number 20 on best games made for the NES. Uh, Which is, you know, really kind of high praise for another game I didn't like very much. <laughs> um, and uh, we'll get into uh, why as we go along, but um, I mentioned last week when we were playing Super C that my the ROM of Super C I was playing, every time I got hit, not every time I got hit, a lot of times when I got hit, I would disappear where the bullets from my gun would disappear. Like, I would shoot and nothing would come out, but then the enemy would die. That happened to me on Ninja Gaiden 2 also, which makes me think that maybe it's an issue with the emulator I'm running, which means we really need this pandemic to end so that I can go back to actually going and buying these games games for real in a store with the actual cartridge. Um, So please, wear a mask and stay inside. But anyway, we've been hitting that for six months and you're not listening, so... Why bother? Um anyway, <laughs> we've now reached the given up portion of the pandemic. Um
1: Ninja Guide Into. I was telling Ricky. He's like, dude, we're in Florida, Tennessee. We've given up a lot time. Yeah, ago. that's we're... true. Yeah,
0: we're uh <laughs> neither of our governors are rocket scientists. Um <laughs> I was texting Ricky about this when I was playing Ninja Guide Into. I quit. I gave up about 37 minutes into my first playthrough paused my timer and had to walk away i was so frustrated by how hard this game is uh that i, I legitimately had to pause my timer and leave the room for a couple hours and went, i had dinner i you know worked on getting my daily step count in um i think i even played a little death stranding just to you know experience some video game joy uh, and then came back to it and finished out the hour. So I did play my full hour. I didn't give up. <laughs> but... So Holy let's, cow. Yeah, we all
1: know, and if a lot of gamers know this, and if we don't know this, Ninja Gaiden is one of the hardest franchises to play. Yes. It's up there with Battletoads, and it's up there with an upcoming game that we're going to play in two weeks. <laughs> so <laughs> uh-huh. we'll be saying that again. But... Let's talk about some positives other than it, you know, being super hard. I think it looked great. For yes. Super Nintendo, well, not even a Super, N- for a Nintendo game, the cutscenes were awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the intro cinematic is gorgeous. It's so good. It's spectacular. <laughs> yeah. I
1: was like, "Wow, this is cool." It it really makes like uh oh, what's his name? Ryu, Hiba- what's Haibusa. the name? Main- Hi Musa it makes him really cool. <laughs> yeah. like, he's a cool character, so I, that's a positive. And the music, the music is oh. yes,
0: and <laughs> just the things greatness. you can do in the game are cool. Like, <laughs> they like are, in the previous yeah. game, like you can jump and like climb walls and things, and like there, there's definitely a, a very strong. Like you feel like you're a ninja. Like you move quickly and you you strike hard and you can you know use the environment to your benefit. Um, it's a it's a really well made. It's like we were talking last week about Super C. Like it's a really well made game. Yeah. It's just really yeah.
1: really hard. It's so funny that we realize that this is uh, Tecmo. They make solid games. Like they do. like their mechanics is not broken. What's broken is the level, like, the... Oh, man. <laughs> the difficulty of the games,
0: but... Yeah. So, yeah, so let's talk about the difficulty levels. Um, there's one in particular. I didn't make a note of exactly which one it is. I think it's 2-2 two, two or 2-3, two, where you want to know what makes... I, I, I have made it... I feel like I'm starting this sentence over and over and over again. Um, but... Yeah. I've made, made it very clear my feelings on ice levels. Uh, I've made it very clear my feelings on water levels. <laughs> Until this point, I didn't know how much I hated blizzard levels. Because one of the levels in World 2 is, you know, it's still a side-scrolling platformer where you have to make precise pinpoint jumps or else you fall into a bottomless pit and die. But it's happening in the middle of a blizzard... And occasionally the wind will shift direction out of nowhere with no warning. So if you are making a left to right jump and all of a sudden the wind shifts, so it's blowing right to left, it's just going to blow you down into that hole and you die. Yeah. Or you're trying to make a delicate jump left to right to grab onto a ladder to climb up to the next section. And the wind picks up going left to right. You go flying past the ladder back down onto the level the area you were on before and then you have to jump back up and of course while all of this is happening you're still being attacked by enemies um yeah so it's it's hard it's real hard (laughs) it's a hard game guys like yeah
1: it it, i think you know what else makes it hard is just a ramp so the first level not that bad yeah, it's not that hard. It's like, oh, okay, you know, I can get through this. And then at the second level, it's like, here you go, enemies uh-huh. and <laughs> and the platforming and oh, it's just yep.
0: Yeah, the first level is almost like a tutorial where it's like, okay, here's some easy enemies so you can learn what all your buttons do and all your abilities. No, and you
1: know then... what the first level is? Okay, let's say back in the day, right? The only way back in the day it was more renting than buying games. Yes. I feel so. It's like okay, let's. Let's get the first couple levels, you know, easy for for people to rent the game, and then when people buy the game, they can't they can't beat it because it got so hard.
0: Yeah. Well, that was I, I can't remember. Did we talk about this when we talked about Battletoads that that was a conscious decision on their part to to kind of fight against the rental industry. Was they wanted to make the game so hard that if you wanted to beat it, you had to buy it. Because it would take so much time.
1: It's like the arcade, man. It's like... uh, I don't don't know if you watched that show on Netflix yet. I
0: don't remember what
1: it's called. But basically, it's a documentary about video games. And what happens is the guys... I believe they were... I forgot what game. But basically, these guys who dropped out of an IT program... uh, They became kind of millionaires because of arcade machines.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Cause people were just at the time were going to arcades like crazy and the arcade machines were bringing a lot of money, but then they noticed that players were getting better at their arcade game and they were losing money because people were just spent, you know, we'll spend one quarter and be there for like 30 hours. So what they did was they hacked the arcade machine and made it harder So then, uh, Konami, was it? No, it was Bandai, Namco, sorry, Namco, or one of these companies, they sued these guys. And they knew that they weren't going to win. So you know what they did? They hired those guys to be programmers. (laughs) 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 So now those guys are rich and they work for Namco and they created Miss Pac Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like it's the same thing here, where instead of arcades, they were like, "Okay, people are renting a lot, and we need them. Then we need their full fifty dollars at the time, or whatever." I guess I don't know how much Nintendo games were back in the day. But.
0: I don't. I mean, I'm sure. By I think being, it was fifty. I think it was sold. Yeah, close to what it is now.
1: Actually, no, because I remember some Sega games were like seventy.
0: I don't. I don't remember. Was it um, High Score? Is that the documentary you're talking about?
1: High Score, yes. Definitely recommend it, guys. If you want history of video games and eras and different generations, totally worth it. They have cool stories like that. But it just re- this conversation is just reminding me a lot of that
0: episode. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to check that out. That sounds great.
1: Yeah, and Ninja Gaiden 2 wasn't an arcade game, right? Like it.
0: No, I don't believe so. I, I, it, I'm pretty sure it was a direct, uh, as directly developed for the NES. Huh. But it's that same, you know, mentality of the era. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was also, it was 1990, so that like the Super Nintendo was about to come out the following year. We're getting close to the end of the life cycle of the, the console. Yeah. Yeah well uh do you have anything else you want to talk about with either of these before we get into our high scores
1: no i just like i said it is very difficult but i think people should play ninja gaiden because it's one of those it's just ninja gaiden man like yeah. it's one of those staples like in video game, game. It, it is an iconic game one two and then later on the xbox ninja gaiden black and It's awesome. Uh, (laughs) It's very hard. It's very frustrating. But I think you should try it once just for the classic reason. All
0: right. Well, uh, on Mickey Mousecapade, I made it to the second boss, the crocodile, at the end of the ocean level um, and died and went back and had to find Minnie again and died, went back. Well, you
1: beat me because I just made it through the ocean. I just couldn't care less, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so it's... that's after the first boss, I believe?
0: Yeah, the first boss yeah. is Witch Hazel. Yeah, I think it's after her. Yeah. And then once you like once you go through her... the door with the key and all that, then it takes you to the ocean. And then there's more like platforming stuff there. And then at the end of that is... I'm assuming it's the crocodile from... Peter Pan, um, and, uh, it. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. Several times. Um, cool. So, hey, closing the gap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're getting there.
1: He did this week. Trust me, you.
0: It's so about the uh, Ninja guide in two. How far did you make it on that?
1: So that one, I don't remember what level, but it's a train level. So I think it's a second one.
0: I think that was two one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which would make the snow level 2-2. I made it to 3-1. That was the farthest I ever made it. Um, And then, you know, you die and you go back to the beginning. Um, So, yeah, look at that. I'm closing the game. Sweet, man. Ricky has won 26 of the games we've played so far. That was my 23rd win, uh, plus a bunch of ties. I
1: would say you're like the Denver Nuggets, but we're kind of, I don't know.
0: (laughs) As a recording... (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, Game 7, is is—is it tomorrow as we record this? It is. I've lost track of days of the week. It Uh, is tomorrow, so we don't
1: know if they defeated the Clippers or not. But I was going to call you the Denver Nuggets right now because you're making (laughs) that comeback.
0: (laughs) I'm making my comeback. We'll see how uh, how this holds up in future weeks. Uh, (laughs) We do need to pick a winner. Um, the winner will face the number 22 seed Blaster Master in round two. Um, I... Like <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't want to play another hour of either of these.
1: I don't either. But come on, man, we both gotta agree. Ninja yeah, guide in. it's an so it's in. just
0: yeah. yeah. Even though Mickey's Mickey Mouse Capade got all of our online votes, which wasn't many, we didn't get a ton of responses this time. Which makes me think that they probably, you know, our listeners probably either had similar experiences of not liking either of them or just hadn't and played either of let's them. Let's be honest.
1: A lot of our friends, they still work at Disney. That's They're fair. Friends, the Mickey Mouse factor, you know.
0: Yeah. it's their Very boss. Fair.
1: They have to. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we're both going to go against the uh, against the will of the people uh, and take Ninja Gaiden 2 much as it pains me to have to think about playing another hour of that. Yeah, Um, no, it's, it's
1: it's a little rough guys. It's a little rough, but (laughs) we'll, you know, we're doing it for you. We're doing it for you, the audience. (laughs) We
0: we put ourselves through this torture for your listening pleasure. Uh, And as we mentioned on last week's episode, uh, soon for your viewing pleasure, once we get, uh, twitch.tv slash kings of consoles, fully up and running. Um, uh, I'm going to try to keep the stream as uh, family-friendly as the podcast is, uh, which means I have to work really hard on one of my worst gaming habits, which is swearing nonstop when I'm frustrated by a game. Uh, so that'll be something to watch for <laughs> or not watch for. i put a content warning at the beginning of every stream. Or I can just behave like an adult and not do that. But we'll see. That's the fun of it, right? <laughs> you know, same. Uh, your streaming
1: is going to be up, you know, a, a lot quicker than mine because I still have to, you know, work out all the things. But right, I agree, man. I would get pretty upset too. Yeah,
0: especially with these games.
1: Especially with these games, Oh, man.
0: Last week with Super C, and then this week with both of these games. And honestly, next week's games, both of those, um, I just got real frustrated at those.
1: Guys, I'm just, can we give out spoilers though? Next week is probably the hardest week we've ever had in this podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably, that was probably the longest two hours of any Um. episode we've done so far so rough next week we're talking about the number 49 seed kid nikki radical ninja and number 80 demon sword uh which demon sword is kicking off our um our halloween run of episodes which isn't particularly scary really demon sword um but we do we do have some uh some real halloweeny style stuff coming up uh in the month of october we're going to talk about demon sword uh, we're going to talk about Ghosts and Goblins, Gargoyles Quest Two, Zombie Nation, uh, and Maniac Mansion, among other games. Um, but those—that's all stuff you can look forward to uh, throughout the month of October. Which it's crazy to think this is the last episode for September, uh, and we've been doing this since March. And yeah, we're almost done with round one. We have eight more episodes, and then we're done. Round two is going to kick off on Thanksgiving, which is way oh, sooner than it seemed like. It's almost socially acceptable to be listening to Christmas music. That's a, <laughs> uh,
1: I'm sure you can't wait, my friend. <laughs>
0: you act <laughs> like anyone, I have waited, and I haven't already.
1: <laughs> yeah, if, if, if anyone knows Pat, Pat is, and his wife are the Christmas fanatics.
0: Yeah, I mean...
1: I do miss it. When we were roommates, I would love coming home and seeing all the lights. <laughs> yeah,
0: but... <laughs> we would go all out.
1: We had a wall, remember? We had uh-huh. a wall that was just lights. <laughs> oh,
0: I remember. Yeah. The wall behind the TV was just covered in Christmas lights, just like yeah. string after string. And part and of the that, top going of the couch. back to... I'm sorry, what yeah. was that? And on top of the couch. And on top of the couch, remember? yeah. We had, those, <laughs> we we had, had like the net lights that hung down from the bar. Because you had extra ones. So you're like, let's put it here. <laughs> well, and the reason we had extra ones was, was because of, going back to talking about our Disney days, like, after the holidays, a lot of the, like, surplus decorations are all put in a special shop where cast members can go and buy, you know, sometimes it's just, like, you know, chairs from the break room at whatever. But they will just have giant like storage boxes of Christmas lights left over that they're not going to reuse the following year. And so one year Malia and I just went and bought like two cases of white Christmas lights. That,
1: uh, yeah. I remember I went, uh, when do you usually go to the, you go after Christmas, right? You go to target and you just buy all the, yes. All yeah, the like things the things after sale.
0: christmas you just yeah target always has super cheap wrapping paper and like and decorations and stuff and you can just stock up for you know spend 50 bucks and have all of your you know decorating needs for the following year done so yeah i love christmas and we're getting close to christmas and i'm excited like it's crazy to start thinking about the holidays and round two of the tournament you know what, as soon as we're done recording, I'm 100% finding a playlist on Spotify and listening to Christmas music. You know what? <laughs> no! In it's the, not even Halloween yet! But you know what, in the middle of a pandemic, whatever makes you happy, just do it. No, oh, man. As long as you're not hurting somebody, just, you know. Anyway. Anyway.
1: That's um, this week's
0: episode. <laughs> that is this week's episode. You can tell that we didn't like either game when we're already talking about Christmas.
1: So next week, we're going to talk about next Christmas. That's right. <laughs> and hopefully not be in a pandemic.
0: Oh, hopefully. Oh. Because here's really hoping that, uh, yeah, because we're not going to have anything else to talk about with Kid Nikki Radical Ninja, or Demon Sword. Uh, it's, uh, they're bad.
1: Just spoiler no.
0: warning. They're both
1: real bad. But don't worry, guys. We're going to make that episode as entertaining.
0: So <laughs> Ricky's going to sing a song he I already was... told me about. Yeah. He... He wrote a song about Demon Sword. You guys have to tune in. You guys I'm have to listen. Really excited for that. guys. Ricky has a beautiful singing voice if you've never heard it. Um, but anyway, Demon Sword, Kid Niki Radical Ninja <laughs> next week. Uh, I'm real sorry you guys had to listen to Mickey Mouse Capade and Ninja got 2. And I'm re- sorry if you played the games to keep up with us because I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I but- said Ninja Guided. <laughs> Except I mean you Gaiden. Yeah, yeah. But it's real hard. It's re- yeah. Really, really hard. But so until next week, play old games. Just maybe you can skip next week's games and just go, you know, right into and maybe even the following week you can skip too. Anyway, play good old games. Um check us out on uh, challenge.com slash kings of consoles where you can see the full bracket. Uh, we always update it every week with the previous week's results. So now you can look and see that uh Super C has advanced. Uh next week, when next week's episode drops, you'll see uh, Ninja Gaiden two uh in the second round, uh so on and so forth. Uh you can contribute to the show financially, uh you can do so. K O-fi.com slash kings of consoles, uh, where you can uh, you know, throw a couple bucks our way. Um like I mentioned we are kicking off horror month next week. Um with two scary bad games. Uh, Facebook.com slash Kings of Consoles. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Kings of Consoles. Uh, probably by the time you're listening to this, we may have done our first stream on twitch.tv slash Kings of Consoles. Um, my hunch is probably I will be playing a lot of Tecmo on there for the first Tecmo Super Bowl for the first few weeks until we start getting the schedule more ironed out. You can follow me personally on Twitter at uh, Loopy Date. And you can follow me at Ricky4518. Thanks for listening, Play Old Games. We'll see you next week. Kings of Consoles is recorded in Nashville and Orlando and is produced and edited by me, Thanks to Captain Portal for our theme song, Intro for a Non-Existent Video Game, which can be found at freemusicarchive.org. And the music and sound effects from this week's games can be found with a quick Google search. The opinions expressed in this and every episode are our own, and we are in no way sponsored by or affiliated with Nintendo. We're just big fans.